The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. co-host Kenny Davis. I'm Steve Howard. Let's just jump right into it. Um, we went over our top 10. Let's kind of get to the results and kind of break down some of these games. Um, let's start at the bottom and work our way up. So yeah, 10 to yeah. 1. So first up, we got Hanks versus Austin. Let's just start with what I think is kind of probably one of the biggest upsets of the day in the top 10 when you look at it. Um, Hanks came in at 3-0, and lost to a, a Austin team that was 1-3. and You called this upset 20-19. to Austin historically has been a very tough football team. They run the ball very well. They do what they do. Um, and everybody knows that there's no secret as to what they're going to do. And so um, you have to be ready. You have to bring your lunchbox. It's an all-day affair. It's a tough football game. And so uh, you, you kind of knew that going in. And, uh, and what is surprising, they jumped out to a 20-6 to lead and uh, it was Hanks who had to, you know, go to the air and, you know, air raid style trying to come back. And, uh, and they came up just short, you know, yeah. 2019. So kudos to Austin for getting their first win of the season, moving yeah. up to one and three now. They've got, uh, real quick before we move on to the next one, uh, young man Sal Duarte, young Sal. He's that f freshman phenom. Uh, I would not be surprised, you heard it here first, that um, – uh, that guy comes up on the varsity uh, probably around district game time. He is one of the fastest kids in this city, uh, not just at, at his grade level. It uh, goes without saying, she has freshman, but uh, he's one of the, probably the top five fastest people in this city, period, uh, running 11-3, 11-2, and 100, so, and he's okay. a freshman. Nice, nice, nice. Next game, we got number nine ranked Riverside who went into Alamogordo and, and they took them one. Well, they took you them know, one at home. I thought, yeah, and I thought initially when we looked at the game, I don't know, maybe we looked at it a little different. I thought they were playing in Alamogordo, but they played down, uh, down in Riverside. And they locked the gates on them. Yeah, they did, <laughs> man. They did. And uh, this is one where um, I thought it was Alamogordo, and I knew it was going to be a tough game because I called it. I said Alamogordo's always got a – it's a perennial playoff-type team coming out of New Mexico for their division. And I expected um, that it was going to be a tough game, but at one point it was 28 to nothing, Riverside. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Almogordo came storming back. Uh, but as you said, you got it right, Riverside held on. That's the one I missed. Yeah, they locked the gates on them. <laughs> so the game, next game, we got uh, number eight, Eastlake, goes in. Beats Coronado, 35-21. Eastlake improves to 4-0. Coronado drops to 1-3. Uh, not unexpected. I mean, we knew it would be a, a tougher game. And as everybody says, Coronado is improving. Yes, they are improving. Uh, they're not there yet, but uh, they continue to be competitive. Um, 
But at some point when you've got a young team like that, uh, they're all fired up at the beginning of the season. You see a lot of positive signs, and then you get a, a tough loss to, um, you know, yeah. to your rival, and it turns around and costs you a loss in the next game too. And, uh, of course, in 6A, uh, there ain't no rest for the weary. You know, oh, you yeah. load up again the following week. And so, uh, but I certainly do uh, uh, expect them to find one or two more wins for the season. And, and I was just about to say, I mean, with a young team like that, I mean, you have to figure out a way to get a win to keep that morale up. I mean, at some point, otherwise it just spirals. It just yeah. spirals and spirals yeah. and spirals. And, yeah. I mean, they're 0-2 right now in district play. Um they're going to need to pick a wind up somewhere to kind of try to turn things around. Absolutely. But kudos to East Lake now four and zero, two and zero in the district play, and uh, they're rocking and rolling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Next game, battle in the Northeast. A battle of fifty-four. <laughs> That's it. The battle of fifty-four. Uh, we certainly have. Uh, wow, what a what a ball game! Oh yes. Uh, what was really surprising? I expected Parkland to come out uh, a little more feisty, and they didn't, which is surprising. At one point, this game was forty to six. I mean, Chapin was actually taking them behind the woodshed a little bit. Little furniture moving. Yeah, a little furniture moving. Old, old military, a little furniture moving in the back, and so it was tough. I mean, and so uh, there's always reasons when things like that happen early on. Uh, I think back to Belair Parkland last year. Parkland jumped up quick uh, with a bunch of you know turnovers on Belair last year, and uh, and everything just kind of spiraled away. And so you kind of. I was really surprised at seeing that. Davion Singleton was back, but not at quarterback. They're able to put him at what I think is going to be his natural position, playing the wide receiver in the slot. Right, in the slot. And uh, Evan, the young quarterback for them, um, he was able to move the ball around. He got one to Brent Holman Jr. Uh, You know, obviously Davion got his touches and uh, uh, Savion. On the other side, got his such a running back, got his touches. So you can see kind of what Warner's building in that team. You know, they've got solid skills and a solid running back and a solid quarterback. And usually that's the recipe for getting a, getting a lot of wins. And, you know, Bobby Bowden said it back in the, the late 90s, speed kills. Speed does kill. Speed, speed does kill. <laughs> no doubt about it. Now, next up, Parkland. No, I'm sorry. Bel Air versus Clint. Bel Air comes out with a 44-37 victory. Um, way more fireworks than I was expecting. I thought that score was going to be somewhere in the 20s. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, some things happened in that game that kind of made this score go away that it did. I mean, Bel Air's got to do some work on, it, on, this, on this, the special teams, looks like. Yeah, um, but, um, Clint... Um was able to um, recover four onside kicks in this game. And it was um, – and some of it was uh, just maybe ner- nerves early on. The first first couple were, you know, um, surprising. But then after that, you saw nerves kicking in. And, you know, you pooch kick the ball up and you want the kids to kind of fair catch, you know, put their hand up to fair yeah. catch. Because even if you muff it and then fall on – it's called a muff and you have an opportunity to – you're supposed to have it by rule – to recover a muff, and so even if you do that, and so the kids didn't do that, and the ball's automatically dead, and they didn't do that, and so I'm sure that 
uh, special teams coordinator, uh, Coach Estrada, down there. He'll get those kids ready to go next week. They'll practice on probably that, I'm sure, quite a bit uh, to make sure that that part of the game is solid because everybody's going to see that film. Yeah. And so certainly your first district opponent will. So um, that will change the dynamic of how they kick off uh, to, uh, to Bel Air. Definitely. You know, I want to stay on this game just a minute. Let's talk about the young Davis. He finally got, finally got a chance to get some touches, to stay in the game. I mean, he had himself a ball game. Yeah, I mean, and you talk about the uh, – I'll just talk about, you know, the play that we saw there. Uh, early on, they, um, they it, per, it looked like they were really trying to focus and get him the ball because uh, for the early part of the season, they were really focused, as we said before yeah. on a different show, that they were trying to uh, – not necessarily to hide him, but – Spread it around, get the ball around, get other people involved. And uh, and really during the game, you saw a couple of times that Clint would go double coverage over McKeeby and then double over Chris. And you'd see them move that around a little bit. Okay. Uh, but ultimately, um, you can talk about some of the unofficial numbers, but um, they got the ball to him. And, I mean, in every every facet of the game, young fella showed up. I mean, um um, I know on the um, on the defensive side, and he was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And with a running team like that, the safeties, unfortunately, you're going to have to come up and tackle. Yeah. And there were multiple times that as that big running back from Clint, number 20, starts to break away from a tackle or a linebacker, here comes that young safety Davis coming up and, like, you know, stopping the momentum. Uh, they didn't have any big, long runs. I mean, mm -hmm. they had some – sevens, eights, nines, you know, stuff like that. But when you got a safety uh, that's going to come up and tackle and not, you know, uh, really, really stop the momentum of a guy, yeah. then that makes a difference. I mean, talking the, six, the tune of six receptions, 157 yards, two touchdowns, punt return for roughly 53 yards, kick return for about 78 yards, total – Unofficial now. These are unofficial. These is what the numbers we came up with. 302 all-purpose yards, plus two interceptions on the defensive side and eight tackles. <laughs> the boot. dude was all over the place. Yeah, to, to boot. And um, one thing that uh, those who don't know, those who are watching, wow, uh, what happens is when you've got a player, and don't worry about the name, but when you have a player that when they can return kicks and they can do all of these things and flip the field, um, what happens is it makes your offense much more potent. A, a coach saying, man, all I have to do is get one first down, and I'm already in field goal range. Yeah. Uh, you're already in the scoring range. And so uh, that's the kind of player that, uh, that Beller's got down there. And, um, you know, no matter what happens the rest of this season, uh, we're seeing kind of a repeat of what we saw last year. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, folks, we're going to take a quick break right quick, and we'll come back with our final three games. Welcome to another season. Now, I don't, now we're not talking about the NFL season. We're talking about another season of taking it to the house. The American arrogance cannot find its way back in basketball. He asked the nation. He asked anybody who will put a microphone in and anybody will listen. Do you believe? He was All right, folks, we're back. Now let's look at uh, the next matchup, which was our game of the week. Canyon Teal versus Del Valle. And, I mean, 
shocked. It didn't live up to the. It didn't live up to the expectations and the hype. It really didn't. Del Valle <laughs> came out and just stomped a mud hole and came to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely walked in and said, "We the big dog on the block." Because uh, when you think about it, it's the teams that are projected to be the uh, the champions of their respective yep. uh, districts, and so champion versus champion kind of thing. And so, uh, Del Valle definitely won the. Uh, uh, the fight on this one. Uh, Jake Fetty was Jake Fetty, man. He lit those guys up. Uh, he played really hard, um, seeing some of the, you know, uh, different things we saw from him. I mean, he was just, he was Jake Fetty. And so he's he's pushing his name out there as this quarterbacks, all of these quarterbacks of 24 that are going to graduate, well, you can see rolling into not the preview next year, but 24-25 season, that guy goes right to the top of the class. Yeah. No, they definitely came in and, uh, as we used to say back in the day, molly whooped. Yeah. Molly whopped. Yeah. yeah. So 42, 20, 42 to 20. So Del Valle improves to 3-1. and one. KNT drops to 2-2. Two and two. Um, Definitely was not the outcome that I was expecting. Um, I, I thought it was going to be more of a closer game than anything. I do, too. And I wonder, uh, with a lot of these games and teams, we know grades just came out. And True. so coaches aren't going to initially – put that out there, you end up seeing it when they show up yeah. and you're going, wait a minute, that's not the guy we've been scouting for the last two yeah. weeks or what have you. Then you kind of know is he injured, and if you don't see him on the sideline injured or in a jersey, well, then you know uh, they didn't make it in the classroom. And so um, – and, and let me let me ask a question, um, kind of expounding on that for parents and whatnot who might not understand. Um, right. So what, what is the ruling on that as far as if a player's grades or do they have a certain amount of time to get them back up, they can get back on the field? They do. And with our schools being, um, being year-round and having the intercessions, if you will, uh, schools that have an intercession, what happens is you've got the six-week grade check, mm -hmm. mandatory UIL, and then you'll have three more weeks that you have to wait until you can regain eligibility. Okay. So you're talking here are teams that are in week four. Uh, the kids were able to play this week, uh, but then next week uh, they're ineligible to play. So they're going to miss game five, six and game six, game seven, and then uh, they come back potentially for game eight, nine, and ten. Now, uh, teams who have a intercession in their in their district, well, because officially uh, school is not in, then kids are eligible during those uh, intercessions. And so usually that's they get one more game wow. that a kid can play during okay. intercession. Okay. And uh, and then usually like somebody like a Bel Air, they'll have, you know, they'll have two more games here, and then. Um, you know, uh, then there are three games that are had on their bye, and so one of those during intercession. So um, one of the kids, like the Isleta game, uh, potentially uh, falls in intercession. So a kid would be eligible to play. And that normally wouldn't be. Yeah, that normally wouldn't be. Gotcha. And that goes for everybody who has these year-round schools. Gotcha. So that, yeah. that's really the whole city yeah. at this point. For yeah, yeah, for the most part. Everybody's year-round at this point. Yeah. Okay. Next game, we got number three, Pebble Hills. Taking on El Dorado. They we, are who we, we thought, thought they, they were. were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we said Pebble Hills was going to bounce back and bounce back in a big way. Coral's a running back. Uh, just, I mean, he was all over the field, man. He was just running up and down the field, uh, chewing up yards, you know, snapping necks and cashing checks. That's yeah. what old school say. And 
Uh, and of course, Gael was, I mean, was spectacular doing his part. We knew that was going to happen. My concern, yeah, yeah, my concern coming out of that game, one, uh, Pebble Hills losing that game to Eastwood. Now you can't afford another loss. You've got to just stay the course yeah. and make sure you uh, end up in that one game loss in the district tie at the end where there's going to be a whole lot of people flipping coins and, and all of that to see seating. But um, one concern I've got, this is El Dorado who now drops to 0-2 in the district, 0-4 on the season. I'm, I'm really concerned. I mean, um, I was trying to check and see if, uh, you know, if Ray Ray actually played in the game, and uh, you didn't see any of the highlights or anything like that, that they had him out there. And so my concern is, you know, is the injury really worse than people are, are putting on or what have you? Because for him to... He played, uh, sat out, and then played one game, and now sitting out again. What is going on, you yeah. know, with uh, uh, with the potential injury? And so, but you know, what the good thing though is he's, he's still he's a sophomore. Young. And so you want to caution on the side. You want to err on the side of caution. Oh yeah. Because he's got a he's got a long career ahead of him. So. Long career ahead of him. No rush. Just um, you, um, you know, kind of already zero and four, and you know some of the teams you got in front of you. I'm not sure. You're gonna have the you know the firepower to overcome that. So uh, just do your part and keeping the kid healthy, uh, getting him rehabbed, healthy, all of that, and ready to play. Yeah, definitely. And then our final game, Franklin versus Americas. And I mean, I truly, man, it's, it. you did get it, it right. You did get it right. Um, <laughs> Americas pulled out a 20 to 16 victory. But now one of the things we did say was Americas needed this game. Oh, absolutely. And they played like it. It was the must-win game. And 1-6-A, um, uh, folks, you know that, I mean, it's, it's a barn burner. It's a gauntlet every week. And so if you lose early, uh, you can't really afford any more losses no. in, in a district like that. Two losses can be tough. I remember last year when they were looking at seeding, who's going to be the third and fourth place team going to the playoffs, they were literally looking at who beat who and tiebreakers and four loss teams and all of that to see who was actually going to advance into the playoffs. And so, um, I mean, certainly as we looked at that game, um, I called it. I said America's was going to have to do it. I think I said that three times now. Three times? Yeah, I called it. I called it. All right. Um, America's uh, showed up the running back, uh, young Cameron Johnson, uh, two over 200 yards rushing, uh, had uh, 17 uh, all-purpose uh, additional yards, so for about 217 all-purpose. I mean, he's making a name for himself. He's made the case, I'm the guy. Yeah. You know, so the senior is uh, promise. He's the guy that's kind of taking a back seat. But the surprise in this game, uh, LT Miranda, uh, one of the, you know, top uh, type kids from their program, skill kids, uh, receiver, uh, DB. Yeah. Got thrown out of the game. Got thrown out of the game. That's going to impact them for their next game because he's got to sit out of half. Yeah, got to sit out of half. And so uh, one thing, and young men, man, it's always tough to kind of hold your uh, composure in a game. And not saying it was like that, but we understand, uh, you know, the officials officiated it as a head-to-head uh, 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 contact targeting kind of deal. So kid is – is out that game, what the what was left of that game, and then a half of the next game. Man, that that may be a a game changer for America. That's big. That's big. I mean, you know, you look at that one six eight man, and 
the top four teams, in my opinion, are, and in no particular order, so don't nobody go there. No, I'm telling no them the order, order is Eastwood. You got is Eastwood, <laughs> Eastlake, Pebble Hills, Franklin, and then you got America's in here at five. I may flip them. You know how I am. I mean, yeah, they, I they beat the dog. They beat them, so they can. They did, but. Yeah, I know, because then you got Montwood beat America. <laughs> see, you see how that goes now with that district? Um, and, and, I mean, you look at it, and so you've got those five teams vying for four positions. Yeah, and that's. And you can't afford any early losses. And so, I mean, you still got to go to Eastlake. You still yeah. got to go to Eastwood. They still got to go to Franklin. Well, no, they just be for they still got to go yeah, to Pebble, Pebble Hills. Pebble Hills, yeah. And so it's like, man, it's, it's <laughs> that I'm just sitting, I'm just salivating. I'm like, man, these next couple of weeks is gonna be crazy. Oh yeah, they're gonna be gradually sorting it out. And who's gonna stay healthy? Because yes. uh, I, I got to see a couple of the games in one six eight now, and you know, live and in person. Man, everybody is going and bringing the wood. I mean, everybody is coming and hitting in those games. And so kids are going to corner those games sore, you know, doing Definitely. the ice bath and, and all that. So uh, it is going to be, um, you know, interesting to see these next set of games that are coming up again next week. I know. I mean, it's just it never. And then does the district play start this week? It's coming pretty quick for it next uh, it's next week coming next week. for okay. uh, the other 5A schools. And I mean, that's going to change everything again. Change everything again. You know, um, not that we are over, you know, producing our oversight here for this one, but we, we failed and we certainly want to mention you got Bowie and Jefferson going on right now. Uh, Jefferson was ahead at halftime 7-6. to six. Uh, uh, Our hearts go out to the uh, to Daniel's family. He uh, is with the Lord now, and so um, we just pray for the Bowie community. And it's tough to play a game like that. Definitely. I mean, it really is. Not even, you know, just a week after that game, and uh, but they're over at the Sun Bowl, and we look forward. We'll update y'all on that uh, uh, as the ticker will be scrolling at the bottom later on when you watch the, the full cast of the uh, of the show. But no, man, um, it's an exciting week of football. Um, week four is in the books other than this, other than the game that's going on now. But um, I'm looking forward to next week. And so catch us on Thursday as we put out the – what do we call it now? What do we call it? The, the, uh, the walkthrough. Yep, the Wednesday walkthrough. The Wednesday walkthrough. The Wednesday walkthrough. And we call it that, y'all, because you know how football, you do a little walkthrough before the game start and, uh, and all of that. So it's the Wednesday walkthrough that we're going to put the predictions out there. I want. Last week, eight oh yeah, one, eight one. I, I, I eight, you won eight one. It was only eight games. Sorry, so sir. last week, just so for Mr. Davis's <laughs> enjoyment over here. So Kenny went seven and one. <laughs> I went four and four. So yes, he he kicked my butt last week. But hey, that's why they play the games. We got another week of football coming up, and so. Good thing we didn't bet no money on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be eating that sizzler. <laughs> nah. That's old no, school, y'all. Y'all don't know nothing about sizzler. Seriously, no. <laughs> high school sports, no gambling. Yeah, we, yeah, no gambling. So none no of that gambling. stuff going on yeah. here. But, no, definitely uh, maybe a Coke or a Sprite or something. Yeah. But, um, no, it's been another good week, another great episode. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.